0: This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Have you ever found yourself reading The One Thing or listening to this podcast and thinking to yourself, I love the principles, and then finding out that you struggle to live it? We know that so many of you love The One Thing, and you figure out that it's the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results that are seldomly done. It's not easy to maintain clarity on your one thing. It's not easy to get your one thing done before you get everything else done. It's not easy to honor your time blocks and battle the distractions that pop up. So what does it really take for you to cross that gap, to get past where you just might be struggling to live it and to actually start living it consistently? The person that we are having on the show today, we had on back in episode 150. It was released uh, July 23rd, I believe, of last year. It was titled The Miracle Morning and Doing What Matters Most. He is the author of the international bestseller, The Miracle Morning. He's a personal friend of mine here in Austin, Texas, and he has a brand new book out called The Miracle Equation, The Two Biggest Decisions That Move Your Biggest Goals From Possible to Probable to Inevitable. In this episode, we're going to talk about the mindset that you must have to truly achieve the extraordinary results that you desire in your life. If you would like to support him by getting a copy of The Miracle Equation, they are in launch mode, so they would greatly appreciate it. You can go to MiracleEquationBook.com. We'll link to that in the description below and you'll hear later in the episode. Uh, there's some some bonuses that'll come as well if you buy it in the launch period. With that, Let's get into this episode with bestselling author of The Miracle Morning and the new book, The Miracle Equation, Hal Elrod. All right, my friend, we are back for round two. How
1: are you? It's my favorite. Jeff spelled G-E-O-F-F. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> G-O-F-F. Well, I'm,
0: I'm excited to have this conversation because we, we originally did an episode because The Miracle Morning is a very popular book and many people who have read The One Thing have also read The Miracle Morning. And you are about to come out with your second book, The Miracle Equation. So before we dive into what that is about, there's clearly a branding going on here around miracles. Can you define what, what's your take on what a miracle is?
1: Yeah, I think it's an important question because it's such a loaded word, right? You know, it's like you know, is it a religious thing, right? Like parting of the Red Sea or turning water into wine. Is it a um I think I think most miracles I think kind of have a bad name or or kind of a bad rap because they're thought of as these like passive random acts, right? Where it's like they're not very reliable, you know, it's kind of like a wait and pray strategy. I hope a miracle happens. So here's my definition of miracle in a way that is tangible and creatable for us. A miracle is any result outside the realm of what you believe is probable for you. And notice I didn't say possible for you because if you know if you're an optimist or you 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 practice personal development, you know, you abide by the optimist credo which is anything is possible. But possible is rarely enough to get us out of bed in the morning with the drive and the determination, the motivation to tackle our biggest goals and dreams. Because, you know, Jeff, think about it. When was the last time that we pursued something that was possible, but we didn't think it was actually likely to happen?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, we don't, most people don't do that, right? You go, well, and that's why most people never create the life that we really want or capable of because we have that rearview mirror in our subconscious that we check and we go, well, what am I capable of? And you just look at your past. You're like, oh, well... That's not very inspiring, but I guess I'll keep doing that because it, it's safe. Yeah, it, 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 I know that if I show up to work, I'm going to get a paycheck and be able to pay the bills. Might not be sexy, might not be that exciting or inspiring. It's not really giving me the life that I want, the freedom that I want, the financial security I want, but at least I can count on it. And And so this idea of, no, you've got to get clear on what's a miracle for you. What's a result that's outside the realm of what maybe you believe is probable. And so that, and the whole point is that that's why it's a miracle because when you actually achieve it, you, you know, you, you stand at the foot of your bed and fall backwards like you're on a cloud, right? Enter the classical music and you go, I can't believe I did it. Like I cannot, I, 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 I I thought it was maybe possible, but I can't believe I did it. And Mm. I've just been so blessed in my life, thanks to mostly mentors that have got, got me to stretch where I've had all these experiences that felt like miracles and I'm like I can't believe I did that I can't believe I overcame that I can't believe I accomplished that freaking miracle and that's what this is about is I like I realized this is the formula that every person that has created extraordinary results in their life this is that you know it's the formula that they've they've followed and it's universal for everybody
0: Right. And, and the reason we're having this conversation and sharing it on the podcast is because it's so aligned with the one thing. The one thing is <laughs> the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. Yep. Extraordinary results don't come from doing more, they come from doing more of what matters most. And this is where yep. I think you line up so well here, Hal, because when you talk about the miracle equation, it's about taking unwavering faith, adding in extraordinary effort, and that's what leads to the miracles. That's true. So you did a lot of research. You went out and studied people who have achieved extraordinary. And you came up with this formula, unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort leads to miracles. So here's my first question. Were they looking at every area of their life and having unwavering faith and applying extraordinary effort to everything? Or were they narrowing their focus?
1: It, it was all, it's always one thing at a time. And 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 here's and to be very clear, this didn't start the miracle equations. I I came up with when I was 20 years old, and I was in sales, and I was trying to do one thing. I was trying to break a company record, which means the company had been around for 50 years that I worked for, Cutco Cutlery. I was 20. I was trying to sell twenty thousand dollars of kitchen knives in 14 days. Uh, we, we which, which I was trying to wrap my head around. So I was trying to do something that had never been done in the 50-year history of our company. And I go to my sales meeting, and you know, like for, for three weeks, I'm like, I'm journaling about it. I'm trying to like muster up the belief I could do it. I go to our sales meeting, and our manager says, "Hey, everybody, welcome. You know, I know you're getting ready for the push period. That's what the sales contest is called." He goes, "Now, I, I just want to make sure everybody's clear. When you're setting your goals for this push period." We don't have the full fourteen days. Our conference got moved up four days, so you only have ten days to work for this push. So make sure you keep that in mind for your goal. And my heart sank into my stomach, and I'm like, I did not know this. And spending like weeks, mustering up the uh, courage to do what felt at already like a miracle, which was sell twenty thousand dollars in fourteen days, which in my company, you know, never been done. And I go, I was like, no, 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 no. And I raised my hand, and I asked our manager. I said, Franklin. Um, please tell me that this doesn't count towards the records and stuff. Like I was going to try to break a record and he goes, well, now, Hal, it, it still counts, buddy. You'd have to do it during this time period. I'm like, no. And I go home that night and I'm just like kind of crushed and like going, I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I remembered something that I learned from one of my mentors and he learned Dan Cassetta who learned it, I believe from Jim Rohn and the, basically to paraphrase the concept, it's that the the perp, the real purpose of a goal the highest value that you can attain from pursuing a goal isn't actually achieving the goal. Most of us think it is. It's black or white. Either I hit it or I don't. I I fail or I succeed. He said the, the greatest value is who you become during that journey of if you really give it everything you have toward achieving a goal you develop the mindset, the the qualities, the characteristics of someone who can do more than you've ever done before. And you just, who you become is more valuable than whether or not you reach any individual goal. And so with that, I went, wait a minute, what if I take that approach and I just go for it? And and knowing that the odds of me selling 20 grand in 10 days are not very good, but maybe I sell 14 grand, Or but, but like if I give it everything I have, I could become a better perversion. So I decided to do it and then I reverse engineered what would I have to do between now and then to make this seemingly miraculous feat become a reality? And I, and I narrowed it down to, you know, to two decisions. And those two decisions were? Oh, you want me to talk about it? I'm just um, kidding. So the first decision was unwavering faith. So I would have to develop unwavering faith. And, and here's what I mean. So think about this. These two decisions, by the way, Jeff will say, these are deceptively uh, simple in their explanation but they're extremely rare in their execution. And it's like most things that most successful people do, right? Um, Is that, you know, simple to understand, but not easy to do. It's always easier to not do it.
0: Surprisingly simple, simple, uh, seldomly done. There you go. Yeah, you should write a book about it. It's almost like it's it's out there.
1: It's almost like it's already out there. Um, uh, One of my favorite, top five favorite books of all time, by the way, the one thing. So um, the... Uh, there's the first decision, unwavering faith. Here's here's the way this plays out. Think about it. For most of us, when there's two parts to unwavering faith, right? Like first you have to establish it. That's the easy part. Now, most people don't ever do that. They don't establish faith. They can do something they've never done before. They just keep doing what they've always been doing. But there is a percentage of society that listens to self-help and Tony Robbins. And they're like, I can do anything. That's what they, the gurus tell me, right? And so they... Start out with maybe like tor- going toward a grand v- a goal. However, they call that uninformed optimism, and it's they don't know what they don't know. But that faith that they establish usually goes out the window very quickly as soon as they encounter their first obstacle, or as soon as it d- their their initial effort does not meet their expectations, and they go, "Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, that was fun while it lasted. I don't know who I was kidding, right? And so the faith goes out the window. So the real element of faith and what makes it unwavering is establishing it is the first step, but it's the easy part. You have to maintain it. And so I decided that, okay, I know I've been in in sales for two years at that point. I know that I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to go into an appointment and customers are not going to buy. I'm going to have a day where I might go 0 for 5. I'm going to be halfway to my goal in terms of the time period, but not be anywhere near halfway in terms of my sales, Right. So I knew that my faith would be questioned, that I would face self-doubt and fear. And so I decided, I made a conscious decision, I will maintain unwavering faith for every single moment of every single day, and I will override my fear when it comes up with that faith. And the way I will do that is through a mantra, a written statement that I will keep in my pocket, and I will read it out loud every time I feel afraid, every time I encounter a, a setback. And the mantra and this is I call in the book the miracle mantra i'm committed to giving it everything i have to sell $20,000 in 10 days no matter what there is no other option and what we focus on is the old adage it expands so mostly we work towards a goal we we encounter an obstacle doubt creeps in fear creeps in we focus on the doubt we start asking questions that don't empower us but that scare us like what if what if i don't hit it what if i was kidding myself what if what if what if this doesn't get any better what right and then that becomes our reality and as soon as the faith goes out the window the effort required which is your second decision extraordinary effort follows right behind it and so i knew i have to i have to override my faith with fear by actively speaking through a the 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 voice of faith that i'm committed to giving it everything i have until the last moment and the second decision is I have to put forth extraordinary effort even when I don't feel like it, even when it looks like all hope is lost, even when it looks like nothing is possible. And those two decisions took me through. The first seven days... So real quick math, and this will wrap up the story. I needed to sell 20 grand in 10 days. That's $2,000 a day. Now I had sold $2,000 in a day before, but I celebrated because that was a rare and a large day. To do it 10 days in a row was not very likely. So the first seven days... The first week, essentially, when I went to turn in my orders for the week to the office, I needed to be at fourteen grand. I was at seven. Now, quick math. Think about that. I had three days left to sell the re- the other thirteen grand. Right, Jeff. So imagine, like, you know, if you put yourself in those shoes, like, you've just worked your butt off to sell seven grand in seven days. How it in in, in how is it fathomable that you're somehow going to sell thirteen grand in the next three when double, you double the results in half the time? Yeah, and there's no more time in the... I literally did everything I could for those first seven days. So was I filled with doubt? Absolutely. In fact, this is a really interesting distinction that's important to understand. I didn't believe I was going... I didn't believe from day one that I was going to do it. But that didn't change that I was committed to maintaining faith that I could do it and that I was going to give it everything I had. But I decided and I overrode my fear with faith. Even though I didn't really believe that I was going to reach the goal, I was committed to give it everything i had until the last moment and i sold $13,000 in the next 3 days $3,000 in the last hour and that and by the way i then went on to teach the miracle equation to all to all i was coaching 12 of my colleagues at the time you know i was 20 years old this was a long time ago 100% success rate they went out and surpassed what they had ever done before. Many of them broke all-time records. and the my validity of the formula grew. And that's when I started looking into my past into and I started looking at the world's most successful people and studying them. And I realized these are the two decisions that people make, and to your point. They don't make them across their entire life, all right. It's like it's for like, when I wanted to change the world with the Miracle Morning. That was my one thing. That was my mission. And I applied the Miracle Equation to those two decisions to that one thing until... And my mission was change one million lives one morning in time. That was my one thing. And I put forth... Un, I maintained unwavering faith before the extraordinary effort. And by the way, it, I didn't have a platform. Like It took me 18 months and over 150 podcast interviews and over 12 television interviews to get my book sales up to where they were the first month. The first month is most, most authors' best sales. And then they just kind of drop off. It took me a year and a half of unwavering faith and extraordinary effort. But then we started the, the needle moved, And it took me five years of that to get to my goal of a million dollars. And every author I talked to, except for you guys, I mean, you guys are crushing it with the one thing. You have sold over well over a million copies. But 90% of the authors I talked to go, Dude, I maintained the miracle equation for like a month or three. (laughs) And then I turned my attention to the next squirrel. Yeah. Right? Right? So that's it. Literally, if you want an extraordinary life, these are the two decisions that you apply to your one thing and they move your success from possible to probable to eventually inevitable.
0: Yeah. So I want to make this tactical for people who are listening because we just, whether it's, the thousands of people who've come through our online training community or whether the employees we've worked inside corporate training, everybody hears the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. They all nod their head and go, that is so simple. I want to do it. They Maybe they start filling out a 411, which is a tool we use to get clarity on your priorities. Or they go on a 66-day challenge to form their first keystone habit. Maybe they just ask, what's my one thing? But inevitably, life starts to get in the way. They realize that just because they might know what their one thing is doesn't mean that it's everyone else's one thing or that the world stops spinning. And pretty quickly, they just realize that this is much harder. And this is where I think, folks, if you're trying to connect the dots, it's when you understand what your priority is, when you are clear what your one thing is for that week, do you have the unwavering faith that you can get it done? That doesn't mean that. You're not going to receive any resistance. It doesn't mean it's going to be an easy path. But are you willing to accept this mindset that no ifs, no ands, no buts, you will whack away at that lead domino until it falls and believe that inevitably it will fall? And are you willing to put forth the extraordinary effort in a focused manner so that you are focusing it on that lead domino? Because when you do that over time, What happens? Extraordinary. And how you would call it miracles.
1: Yep. Tangible, measurable miracles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I would really ask you, the listener, what is that one goal that you have that really matters to you? You know, it's not just some glory thing or just boost your ego. Like, oh yeah, I want to make this much money. It really matters to you. And you're not actually sure it's possible. I love what you said, Hal, about the purpose of a goal. It's not to achieve the result. In, in Gary's words, he would say, it's about being appropriate in the moment. Yes. Who's the person you have to become to earn the right to achieve that goal? And are you willing to have the unwavering faith that along your road, even when times are hard, you will remain committed to the goal and will you put forth the extraordinary effort that is required for your extraordinary results? What are some examples how of of other people who maybe you interacted with them because they of the Miracle Morning or through your network where they started to apply this and ended up achieving miracles?
1: Yeah, when I was so, I mean, for me, my experience in the in my past was it was all within my this like the sales realm, right? So then I was like, all right, well, when I was writing the book, I I wanted I I went outside. I'm like, all right, well, we need I want a lot more examples of how people have applied the miracle equation. And so, you know, we have this global miracle morning community, and I just I said, hey, everyone, I know you haven't read the book yet, but let me explain what the miracle equation is, (laughs) Um, and uh, explained it, and I said, and and I'd love to know uh, if you have applied it to create a miracle in the way that I define it, which is any result outside the realm of what you believe is probable for you. Something that you achieved and it felt like a miracle. It it astounded you that you accomplished it. And so we got more submissions and of course we could put into the book and we picked the ones that I felt were the most compelling.
0: Hey folks, we hope you are enjoying this episode. Here's what we know that you undoubtedly will encounter as you follow your path of mastery. You're gonna have goals, that really matter to you, that if you don't achieve them, it's it's hurtful and you're gonna fall behind. The, the challenge is that when most people, when they go on this journey by themselves, when they fall behind, they eventually end up giving up because they don't feel like they can to make it up. They don't feel like they can catch up and, and fast forward to the end of the year and feel like they got a win. This is actually a surprisingly simple problem to fix. All we need, the one thing we need, is a reset. The chance to reflect on everything that's happened, to evaluate what's working well, what's not, to simplify everything down so that we know the one thing we need to do, establish a brand new plan around it, and time block it. The reason we share this with you is because in the next few months, we will be hosting our annual reset retreat. This is a chance for you to come together with your community of people who live the one thing in Austin, Texas with Jay Papazan and myself for a day and a half where together we will reset. You will walk out of this event with a clear plan for the rest of the year so that by the end of this year, you're not looking at your goals and going, eh, I'll I'll do better next year. But that you're actually celebrating because you honored the commitment that you made to yourself and you found a way to change your activities so that you actually achieved what matters most. If you want to learn more about The Reset, go to theonething.com slash training. That's The One Thing with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash training. Click on the events tab that you'll see on the training page. It'll take you to that section, and you can learn more about The Reset Retreat there. Go to theonething.com slash training, and we hope to get to see you in Austin. So I want to dive in a little bit more because we kind of glazed over it at the beginning where you talked about the making the decision to have unwavering faith. That's the easy part. And I yep. remember sitting there going, I mean, unwavering faith, when you say it like that, that is that's a true commitment. That's no ifs, no ands, no buts. No matter how hard the road is, I will remain committed to this goal and mm-hmm. believing that it's possible for me. That doesn't sound so easy for me. So, what did that look like for you in terms of the steps to make that decision?
1: So, for me, it's, you know, anytime you make any decision, it has to be in writing, right? And, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road, as my old coach used to say. And uh, so, the first, you know, the first time I made the decision back with that sales goal, and I'm going to give you a few examples in different areas of my life where this has played out. In, so, you know, in the Miracle Morning, right? Affirmations is one of the six practices that make up the Miracle Morning, and it's it is my favorite. And it's not taught the way affirmations are normally taught by self help pioneers, which is, you know, one of two ways. Usually, we're taught to create an affirmation that is a lie, essentially, where we're lying, saying something that we want to be true as if it were already true, with the hopes that we will eventually trick ourselves into believing it's true. The other way that affirmations are taught is as a, is using passive often flowery language that makes us feel better in the moment but is actually counterproductive to the results we're trying to produce. So the, those affirmations make you feel better in the moment because if you're broke and you're and you're but then you can just get in this emotional space of oh god money's coming it's i just have to wait for it. You know, you ask somebody about that like how long have you been affirmations like that and they're like oh i've done them for years they make me feel so good i do them every morning. How's your bank account balance? God, it, I'm still waiting. You know, so the way that affirmations uh, around the miracle equation are taught, right? Is I, I always teach affirmations need to be in the form of not what you want, or as if it's happening, or as if it's flowing to you, or as if it's effortless. No, you need to reinforce your you need to affirm your commitment to doing whatever it takes to achieve create produce the result that you're committed to right but the general big picture idea is, i said i'm committed to do whatever it takes to sell twenty thousand dollars in ten days and give it everything i have no matter regardless of my results until the last possible moment no matter what right and and that and whenever i had a no sale or a no show whenever i encountered an obstacle whenever i you know had a mini failure uh, and 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 that voice of doubt would creep in, and that fear would creep in. I would override it with the voice of unwavering faith. Those words, right? You can. Mm. Right? That was how, because what we focus on again expands. So I changed my focus from what I was afraid of and what I thought might happen or might not go right to my commitment, and that's it. At the end of the day, like I have, I have a friend who he used to his voicemail used to say that you'd call his voicemail, and it just simply said, "Hey, you've reached from Fulcher. Leave a message, and remember, whatever you want in your life." there's always a way when you're committed that's it and that's it that's it so unwavering faith is simply reinforcing the commitment verbally emotionally logistically you're literally saying it you're reading it when i was in that those 10 days i said that mantra it was in my pocket i said it hundreds of times and the the further i got away from my goal the more intensely and more with more conviction I affirmed that mantra to oh, because the fear increased, so my faith had to increase. Yeah, and, and I want to point something out because I, I, you, you touched on something
0: where I realized a parallel, which is many people, when they set their goals, when they write their priorities on their 411, they write down the result they're looking to accomplish. The challenge mm. is nobody gets out of a meeting and asks the question, what result should I be achieving right now? Yeah. They ask, what should I be doing? What I heard you say, Hal, is instead of an affirmation being the result that you Mm. you desire that you don't have yet, that your subconscious is going to say, you don't have that, you're focusing on more the activity, the behavior, how you have to show up in the world to earn the right to have that type of result. And that's the huge connection for people when they start doing a 411 is they realize, okay, let me take my goals and let me actually write my priorities in a way that it's an activity that I can do that if done would deliver the result. Yep. So I'm hearing you say when it comes to our unwavering faith, it's not just looking at the goal or the result we want. It's a matter of affirming the type of person we can become to achieve the result.
1: Yes, and the action that we must take, and let me let me break this down. So, extraordinary effort, right? Like, it, you know, that, that's why I say these two decisions: unwavering faith, extraordinary effort, are deceptively simple. Like, right? if, if you just hear those, they're not going to change your life. They're not. Gonna, they're not going to do anything. You're going to go, well, I don't. I, I like. I I kind of get it, but I don't get it, right? So, and that that is where, like, they really th- there was a very like a book. Yeah, you know, I, I like. I won't write a book just to write a book, right? Like, it has to be. It needed. You know, the the amount of pages that go in that book, it has to really be be valuable and 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 be and and move the the concept into fruition for you. And so when it comes to extraordinary effort, the way that I define that in the book, first and foremost, I say, look, you've got to make it feel ordinary. If it feels extraordinary, right, that like just at, at first, even just hearing that, you're like, oh God, it sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do extraordinary effort, right? Like, so I go, first, let's make it ordinary. What makes effort extraordinary isn't, it's not, it's not, you know, Gary V hustle grind 80 hours a week, right? Like, you know, you don't have to do that. I mean, there are periods of time where you're working harder than others, right? You go through those, you know, intentional imbalance. But for the most part, if I had to define extraordinary effort in one word, it's consistency. It's consistency over an extended period of time. <laughs> and that's what moves your goals to become inevitable. So you look at the world's most successful, if, 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 here's the thing. If you, you get clear on what you want your life to be, you want to be a millionaire, you want to be whatever, what's your one thing? And then every day you just, your extraordinary effort is just doing one thing every day that moves you in the direction of your miracle, of your one thing. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you do that over an extended period of time and you don't stop doing it until, and you circle that word until I just said, underline it three times, you put forth ordinary effort, consistent effort every day, you do one thing that moves you toward the one thing until, it becomes a reality, and there's that you know I, I love the uh, the uh, the 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 philosophy or the quote. It takes ten years to be an overnight success. Well, what are you willing to do? One thing every day to move in the direction of that to become that ten year overnight success. Yeah, it, it's it's why
0: in the book they they say um, success. It's sequential. It's not yeah. simultaneous. It's one yeah. thing at a time over time. That yep. leads to extraordinary results. The challenge is most people, when they're doing the right activity, they're succeeding so slowly. Yeah. it feels like they're failing. They get bored. they change directions. they chase something else because right? they chase two rapids, yeah, <laughs> they think that that miracle or that extraordinary result should be it's one it like it's everything at once. It's an instant result. Versus yep. understanding that when you get clear on your lead domino and you whack away at it every single day over time, it inevitably leads to the extraordinary results.
1: Yeah, and you can't, you know, there is, in the, in the, the chap, first chapter in this book is called um, Taking the Mystery Out of Miracles, right? And that's where I you know, define a miracle as I did. Um, any result outside the realm of what you believe is probable for you. And, you know, we take the mystery out of miracles. Go, look, they're not mysterious. Like they're, you know, these people that have created results that others marvel at did it by making these two decisions over and over, over an extended period of time toward their one thing. And um, so we take the mystery out. But then at the end of the chapter, there's uh, a bold heading. It says, putting the mystery back into miracles. (laughs) And I say, look, I know we just took it out, but we got to put it back in. Because here's the reality you don't meet anyone. You don't meet a Gary Keller. You don't meet a Jeff Woods. You don't meet a Jay Papasan. You don't meet a, you know, I don't, talk about someone third person, Hal Elrod, right? Um, but <laughs> that, that, that doesn't attribute their success to more moments of luck or serendipity than you can count on both hands, right? And those moments of luck and serendipity only show up at unexpected, unpredictable times way down the freaking road in in miracle in the miracle equation in the book I call it our mission right like that's it's your mission we we a mission carries different weight than a goal right we set goals lots of goals we hit some we don't hit some humanitarian organizations carry out missions the uh the, the you know the military carries out life or death missions. A mission is your one thing. It carries a lot more weight than just a goal. It is by applying unwavering faith and extraordinary effort to your mission or your one thing that the mystery comes back into the miracle because y- y- you will meet luck and chance and encounter serendipitous opportunities that you never could have predicted, but they might be three years out. In fact, they, the, some of them will happen in the next year. Some of them will happen a year after right, like and they'll they'll compound and they'll grow and you know like I'm still waiting for the miracle and all of a sudden somebody gives a book to Oprah and goes right you know gives the one thing to Oprah <laughs> gives birth, right and and that you go know, good thing I didn't give up five years ago
0: yeah but it's, because
1: it's, I would have missed it
0: it's that trusting the domino effect it's just, just yep. knock it down every yep. day over time so yep. I, I want to go a different direction here Hal because you're talking about creating miracles. You're talking about having unwavering faith and putting forth extraordinary effort on one thing. You, uh, last week, just celebrated your 10-year wedding anniversary with your lovely bride, Ursula, and went through a recommitment ceremony, right? Yeah. Uh, When I think about because the one thing is not just about business, right? It's It touches every area of your life. And I know that if you look at the divorce rate in this country, it's it's high. It's over 50%. And for, for many people, the idea of fast-forwarding 10 years and doing a recommitment ceremony is probably beyond what they perceive to be probable for them. <laughs> sure. So I'm curious, what has the miracle equation looked like in your marriage and as a father?
1: So for me the The miracle equation has been unwavering faith that I that you know that that my family life will will be like I just I just have unwavering faith that we'll create the most beautiful family life that we can and it's an everyday thing right it's not like you said it's not all the results happening at once um, and then in terms of the extraordinary effort and I really actually am really going to pull the one thing into this um, but in terms of extraordinary effort. My extraordinary effort, which it's really ordinary, it's consistency. I have a rule that every day, I am not allowed to read a business book until I've read 10 pages out of a parenting book or a marriage book. And I usually alternate every other day. Or sometimes I'll read five and five, right? But that... Which you read every day, so for, for people to get a sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I read every day. And so, during my miracle morning, of course. And so so that that in and of itself... I mean, it's such a simple, you know, it's like, it's 10 minutes, it's whatever, right? I am the father that I am largely because I learn and grow. Like, And to me, you know, almost kind of like a soapbox here. If you're a parent and you're just relying on your inborn parenting knowledge and skills, right? Or those that your parents handed down from their parents, which maybe they didn't learn, right? Like to me that uh, you know I you know like teach their own you you can do whatever you want it's not my place to judge but I feel like we have a responsibility to learn how to be the best parent and the best spouse that we can possibly be like that's like a low hanging fruit like that's the least we could do right Mm -hmm. so for me like I'm the dad I am because I learned from you know research and and other dads and and you know I'm I'm part of the you the front row dads you and I both right we're part of this mastermind but my my extraordinary effort so that's part of it. My one thing, though, for my—I'll just—I'll talk about with my wife. My one thing with my wife is that—and it's in an affirmation every day—that I am committed to doing one thing today to make my wife's life amazing, regardless of her mood or behavior. (laughs) Yeah, that last part—I added that after. I added that after when I realized. That Sorry.
0: Enjoy- oh that's relevant. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, it started out with my my one thing is to make my wife's life amazing every day, do one thing and then I and then after like 3 days in when I she had a bad day I'm like I, I need to really like it it's it's not a because <laughs> that's the thing we live most of us live a reciprocal relationship, right? Where um oh you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. Oh you're to me, well <laughs> screw you, right? Like I'm, and I realized that's not how I want to show up. I don't want my like my mission for how I treat her Should be unwavering, unconditional. Like it shouldn't be affected by her mood or behavior. In fact, the opposite. If she's having a bad day, I will work harder to be patient and make her life amazing. If she, right? I will work harder. I won't. I won't reflect her her mood. I will work harder to be even better. And so, my one thing, doing something every day to make her life amazing. Just having that little affirmation. That little if I didn't have that affirmation that one sentence maybe two sentences or whatever that I read in the morning guess what I'd forget to do nine out of ten days Jeff
0: mm-hmm. make, make her day amazing.
1: amazing all right but every day and some days it's uh, but it's always like because I read it every morning it's in, it's in my head all the time so that and then so that's with my wife and and our marriage is radically different since I made that one commitment to do one thing every day to make her life amazing with my kids my one thing, it's divided in half, but it's the one thing is to bookend their day with quality time with me. And this was where I realized that I could get so much, I could have so much mileage in terms of how much I influenced and connected with my kids with this really simple one thing that only takes a half an hour. I do 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night. Now I still hang out, we do dinner together, right? But this is my one thing is bookending the day. I have an alarm set at 6 a.m. I go and I wake my kids up at 6 a.m., but I don't wake them up the way most parents wake their kids up, which is, kids, get out of bed! It's time to get ready for school! And then they leave the room, and right? And then come back five minutes later, kids, damn it, get out of bed! Right? <laughs> for, I, have, I have 15 minutes scheduled where I wake them up by singing to them, by rubbing their backs, giving them tickle rubs, citing affirmations to them. Sometimes I play music for them I make it... I I call it... I'm their daddy snooze button. For 15 minutes, I wake them up as pleasantly as possible and I say things to them that program their subconscious mind while they're still in alpha state because they're just waking up. That program... I say things like, Sophie, it's time to wake up. Today's Tuesday. You're going to make it the best day ever. You're going to go to school today and you're going to make all of your friends feel great about themselves. You're going to tell them how much you love them. You're going to focus at school. And I go to my son, Hal, right? And I just and I just freestyle kind of what I say to them. But I just I, I affirm all these positive things, and that's how they start every day. And then it when the 15 minutes is up, a tickle monster comes into play, right? <laughs> it tickle, tickle the crap out of them, you know. And uh, but either way, they're like, okay, Dad, stop,
2: stop, you got.
1: What a great way to wake up every day. And I've been doing this for probably like six months now. And I, you know, do it forever. And this and is then, why
0: uh, I do sleepovers at the l Rods on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Because I wake jo- Jeff
0: Jeff. <laughs> you're gonna wake do your one, you're gonna do your one thing.
2: And
1: then at night I do a similar thing with, you know, telling them stories from my childhood where I teach them lessons and and you know, pleasantly send them off to to sleep. But that one thing, 30 minutes a day, total game changer for us here's something i want to draw
0: for some dots i want to connect for for the people who are listening this you know i'm looking at the cover of the book the miracle equation unwavering (laughs) faith extraordinary effort and i'm just looking at this going okay unwavering faith like you're just committed that it, it can be possible for you extraordinary effort it's just it's a little extra over what's ordinary I mean, when you talk about just reading that affirmation about your wife or bookending the time with your with your kids, it doesn't sound like that big of a domino to knock down. Nope. It's very doable. And the fact that you are the type of person who does it every day is what makes it extraordinary. And when you look at your results, your marriage is the best it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Your relationship with your kids, I mean, you're definitely. A family man who owns a business, not a businessman who happens to have a family.
1: Uh Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that is not by luck. Yeah, sure. It's purposeful. So for those of you, if you are looking to achieve extraordinary results in your life, if you have been struggling to live the one thing, then I would ask the question, if you had unwavering faith... And if you did put forth extraordinary effort in that one thing first, what would be possible over time? And it could all start by supporting Hal and getting a copy of his book by going to Miracle Equation Book. Dot .com that's miracleequationbook.com we'll link it directly below in the description on this so if you just scroll down on your phone you'll see it there and hal just to to kind of give some people a little incentive you've also got some goodies to to help support you on the launch talk about that a little bit
1: yeah well in full transparency i i so i i really want this book to reach a lot of people and do well i hired a book launch manager and he said hal here's the thing people uh you know they got most of them have you know a bunch of books on their shelf they haven't read he goes so We want to make this so valuable for them that it's just, it's like it's it's a non-negotiable to get this book and give it a try. So his his advice was, you know, you you create bonuses that aren't just like you don't just pull stuff out your hat and be like, oh, throw in this old thing I have. He said, let's create some relevant value that people can apply that 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 for getting the book. So here's how it works is uh, if you pre-order the book today uh, at MiracleEquationBook.com and you forward your receipt to MiracleEquation at gmail.com, and I always want to make sure realize there's two E's in between miracle and equation, right? It ends with an E, it begins. So MiracleEquation at gmail. You will get $1,347 in bonuses. You'll get the first bonus, the biggest one, is a six-week live online training with me on how to create tangible... Measurable miracles, where I will walk you and through and support you through implementing everything in the miracle equation and your first miracle equation 30-day challenge. You'll get a guided med- a limitless potential guided meditation with me, so that you can program your subconscious mind to develop and maintain that unwavering faith and get clear on your extraordinary effort. And then you'll last but not least, you will get a uh, a one page. Implementation guide that has the entire all of the key concepts in the book in one page that you can read during your Miracle Morning, read during your affirmations that that bring everything, keep it top of mind for you, so you can really live the Miracle Equation. So all you have to do is you pre-order the book today at MiracleEquationBook dot com, forward your receipt to miracle equation at gmail dot com, and you'll get you'll be enrolled automatically to receive all the bonuses. Well, there you have it, folks.
0: MiracleEquationBook.com. Support Hal and uh, go out and make an impact. Hal, appreciate your time, man.
1: Ditto, brother Jeff. I love you, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course.
0: Well, there you have it. Our conversation with bestselling author of The Miracle Morning and the brand new book, The Miracle Equation, Hal Elrod. Folks, like everything with the one thing, we want to make this so simple so that you know that lead domino that you got to knock down here's what we would suggest that you do to put this into action. Ask yourself the question. If we fast forwarded to the end of this year and there was only one goal you could achieve, literally only one, you could only achieve one goal this year, what's the one that would mean most to you? Then once you understand what that goal is, ask yourself the focusing question of the book. What's the one thing I can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. And search for that answer. You don't earn the right to do anything else until you search for that answer and you find an answer. And once you find that answer, what we're really looking for is, is it really the two-inch domino that you can knock over? Most people, you're going to have still too big of a domino. So ask the focusing question again. What's the one thing I can do for that? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Search for the answer. and keep. Asking the focusing question of the one thing and searching for an answer until you arrive at an answer. A lead domino that is so small, it's just two inches. You absolutely, with the flick of a finger, can knock it over. And it's so powerful that it will knock everything else down as you line your dominoes up correctly. You identify that one thing. And then we get to weave in what Hal talked about here. Do you have the unwavering faith that you will? knock it down every day? And are you willing to put forth the extraordinary effort to knock it down? Which doesn't mean it has to be that much effort. It's just that you're willing to be consistent. And if you want to make sure you're the type of person that turns something into something you do consistently, what do you think you need to form? A habit, which we know it takes on average 66 days to form one go on a 66-day challenge. If you haven't checked it out yet, we have a brand new training page up on the OneThing.com. We have the One Thing Basics. These are free trainings. It is the basic principles of the one thing in 15 minutes or less. So if you want help on how to do a 66-day challenge, go there. You can get it for free. If you want, we referenced the 411 a few times in this, the tool to have clarity on your priorities. If you want a quick Basics course to walk you through the 411, go to the one click on the training page and start there. We really honor and respect the fact that you have listened to this episode. And now we want you to put it into action. Look at your goal. Identify your lead domino, your one thing. Bring in that unwavering faith, bring in that extraordinary effort and do it consistently until it becomes a habit. If you want to support Hal in his launch of his brand new book, The Miracle Equation, you can go to MiracleEquationBook.com. And once you purchase the book, email it to MiracleEquationBook at gmail.com send that receipt there and he'll give you all the bonuses. Thanks so much for listening to The One Thing. If you are new to the show, please leave us a rating and review if this episode has made a difference for you. Also click that subscribe button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. And if you are a veteran of The One Thing, please share this with somebody that you care about. It helps us make a bigger impact in this world and you as well. Thanks so much, folks. And we'll be with you in the next episode.